Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Transforming Trauma. I'm Eve, and this is a safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Transforming Trauma is about freedom, healing, connection, and also laughter and fun. And most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm very excited to have Leslie here with me as my guest, who will be sharing with us about the Radar Project. And I'm, I'm thrilled to have her with us to introduce herself as well. She's a, a former victim's advocate from Pennsylvania and a certified recovery specialist. Um, Leslie, would you like to say hi and tell us a little bit more about where you're coming from today? Sure, sure. Good morning, and thank you for having me, Jocelyn and Rachel. It's, um, it's really an honor. Um, the work that you two are doing is amazing. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy to be here. Um, but so um, if I can, just let me um, tell you what the RADAR project um, stands for. Um, it's actually an acronym. And it's the acronym for the Rape and Domestic Abuse Report. And um, I, what you just said, I like what you just said, that transforming trauma is about connection because that is exactly what the RADAR Project is about. Uh, the RADAR Project is essentially, um, when it's boiled down, it is a map. It is a map of the globe um, where, um, of course, you know, just starting out with this, nationally reaching out to people in the United States, 
but we actually have um, people from all over the world contacting us um, in uh, requesting how they can drop a pin. And by dropping a pin, what I mean by that is if you go to theradarproject.org, you can pull up um, the map. We call it the Me Too map. Um, you will see um, uh, the, the map of, of pretty much the U.S. And then you can um, click on to where um, I want to. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm making this as clear as I possibly can. So you will click on the map, and then when you want to drop a pin, um, which is a pin is you know a marker. It's the same thing as you would see on Waze um, or when you're using Google Maps. But our our pins are color coordinated to a type of crime. So say we're, we're talking about race. A person wants to report a race that, that happened to them. Um, or say a domestic violence um, occurrence. So there is there's a yellow pin for domestic, for domestic violence. There's an orange pin that correlates with race. There is a, a bright light blue pin um, that designates trafficking. And then there are things in between. That, so what a person does is they go to the map, they click on the pin that they feel fits their, their situation, um, what they experience. And then they're able to go directly to the map and place where, they, where this happened to them. Now, what we did in making the map, um, we were very cognizant because of our work um, with a lot of domestic abuse um, cases that uh, we did not want to put exact addresses. So when you go to the map, you, you can see, when you zoom on it, you can, you can approximate really well um, the place where you want to drop the pin, but it won't, it won't have um, a numeric um, designation. So, you know, my home, say it's number 10. If somebody wanted to drop a pin at my home on the map, a number 10 would not pop up. But you can pretty much approximate exactly where, where it happened. And so we did that partly because although, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole of, um, because it's a false narrative to say that people report um, maliciously or it, with revenge, that is not the case. But, but that's, <laughs> that's a whole hour conversation. Yeah, um, I'm just going to pause you there for just a moment because I'm just taking it all in. And wow, so Radar is the Rape and Domestic Abuse Report. And there's an app that you're referring to as the Me Too app. I love it. Um, I'm hearing you talking about this map, and I'm just just totally floored by how incredible this project is. Um, when did when did you begin this? And of course, like my first impulse is, how do I get this app? So I want to want to see if you can speak to that <laughs> so, as well. Sure, sure. So um, the well, the most important thing is um, getting to it. So right now, you have to go to the radarproject.org and the, um, the drop-down menu on the left side of the page 
um, you can you can you go to the hashtag MeTooMap, and the the map will pop up. If you're doing this on your phone, you can download the icon so you have it all the time, um, and then you don't have to go through you know going back through the website again. Um, what we're doing now is we're um, we are in the process of um, working on making it into an app so that it can be on Google Play. So we're thinking that that might make it a little bit easier for people. Um, but uh, but so so that's in the works. So we're doing that. Um, the way we got to this was um, my partner um, and colleague Mary Lopez. Um, we were. Um, colleagues um, and working um, in a rape crisis center in Pennsylvania. And so we started, we just started brainstorming because we, we noticed that there were so many people, we would get so many calls from um, victims that did not want to report to the police. Um, and I understand that, and that's that certainly that was never our uh, place to to pressure someone to um, make a police report. The only thing that we want victims to do is go to the hospital so that so that they can be safe and they can be checked and they can be healthy. Um, that's that's the reason for going to the hospital. Um, so anyway, so we started brainstorming and we thought this is ridiculous. This is the most underreported crime and there are so many people out there suffering and um, not wanting to tell their story but not really having a place to do that and not having a place where they can report it to the community and to not have to go through law enforcement and the whole criminal justice system because sometimes people are just not comfortable with that, especially in the beginning when they disclose. Um, so sometimes, sometimes and a lot of times people need time to heal. Um, and this should not be a rushed, proce a rushed process. Um, so we, um, that's, that was our inspiration to, to do this because we wanted the, our victims and survivors to have a place where they could speak their truth. Mm -hmm. um, this, is so, this is so inspiring, Leslie. I can't even convey just how moved I am by the whole concept. I mean, you're speaking to so many important experiences and myths about false reporting and just that's, I feel like in the news today, obviously you and I could talk about this for a long time, but yes. there, there, there is so much um, questioning. Like, like it's so underreported, and yet there continues to be this, this sense that why are we believing survivors if it hasn't been proven? And I mean, right. it's, it's just this, this concept of what you're talking about and the fact that folks are not reporting and don't necessarily feel safe in doing so, but but maybe there is another way and maybe there's so much value in being able to share your story to your community. I mean, if, if the Me Too and Time's Up movement teaches us anything, it's that, I think, first and foremost, storytelling and being For able sure. to get support, whether or not it's from the people we most need it from, but to feel seen and heard and like someone else knows and you're not alone. Like what, what is more important than that at the end of the day? 
Well, you know, and the thing is, because of our, um, because of the, the work that we did, we sort of got a bird's eye view of reporting, you know, and because of confidentiality, we could not say to a victim, um, say, at a, a, a school, a university, hey, someone just called yesterday um, reporting pretty much the same story that you just told us. And three weeks before, we had someone else call in and report pretty much the same thing that you two did. But here's the thing, and here's the beauty, the beauty and the simplicity of the, of the Me Too map, is that so say all three of those young women went on, they dropped a pin, and it was pretty much in the same place. Wouldn't that encourage a conversation between not only those people, those young women, those students, but also in the schools that they're in? Because they're, the, the school administrators could then, at that point, if they know about the, um, the radar project and the Me Too map, they too can pull up the map and say, hey, what is going on in our school? Maybe we need to do outreach. Maybe we need to send out an email and make sure all of our um, students are safe. And it's not, this, is, this is not about targeting a school or a business right. or anything like that. But, but the thing is, when you extrapolate this whole concept of being able to report in real time by victims themselves, victims and survivors themselves, um, you, can, you can put this into um, businesses, huge corporations where we know this happens all the time, sexual harassment and, and more. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and this, is, this is hitting home for me as someone who is really involved on my college campus with violence prevention work. And this fall I had the privilege to work as a clinical intern with college students and I went to these incredible events, you know, Take Back the Nights where people were sharing their stories mm -hmm. and it really just brought me back to a, a conversation I had this past year with a mentor who works in the field and she was describing a lot of what, what you're speaking to, that there's more and more technology and innovation coming, coming around into this conversation relating to like what buildings are assaults happening in on college campuses, what part of, and again, I know you're, you're saying it's not about targeting any one school, but, but I'm just saying from like a big picture view, like I am so awed by the fact that that's real, that there are certain spaces on a college campus in particular where more people are being targeted. And right. How empowering is that, that you're creating this app, this opportunity for people to anonymously name their experience. And it, it will, I can't even imagine the impact this could have. Can you speak to um, what benefit you see dropping a pin having on, on victims, survivors, and um, just speaking oh, to the, sure. the big idea? Well, so, so first of all, for me, it's, it's, um, I feel like it's a way for um, people really to, when, you, when you're on the map and you see that other people are reporting, I know that it might, it, it's a phrase that at this point might be overused, you are not alone. But when you see that in black and white, well, or in bright colors in our case, 
and you, you, you see it in a graphic, and you see people dropping pins, telling their story, and um, you, you really realize that it's not just words. Um, it's, it's not just those, those four little words. It's, it's actually um, huge. And we're, we're hoping that this, back to connections again, that this shows people that there, that there are connections. There's so many connections out there. And, and uh, it, it, it just encourages a bigger conversation about really what is real because because this this these crimes are so secret and they're so shrouded in shame um and what we want to do it's it, it's our dream that the radar project and the me too map will change uh people's perception. And instead of this being um, something that, that is so isolating, that it, it changes. We're, we're, really, we're really hoping that this is, um, we're encouraging so, social change um, so that people are not isolated. They're not alone in this. They don't, they just, um, they see that there are so many millions of other people out there, and um, and I think that on a bigger scale too. I think that uh, when politicians, when and I don't want to go down down that slippery slope, but I think that um, and local law enforcement, when they see, when they really see what's going on, and for the most part, law enforcement does, but but when they see. Um, and you cannot deny it, and you have this this huge map with millions of pins on it. Um, I think it I think it will change. I think it will force social change, and it, it this no longer can be just everyone's a victim. That's how you stay a victim, and Absolutely. and you don't move past that. You. And and when they realize that these people that are dropping pins are moving towards survivorship, um, and they won't be, they just won't be cowed. And and honestly, you know, for people of my generation, I'm a little bit older. Um, this wasn't really a possibility, but but with younger women, um, I see that they won't tolerate it. And to even something larger, which is so amazing and beautiful, that younger men, um, we have a young man right now who has put together, um, he's putting together um, a team to uh, run in the Philadelphia Marathon in November. Um, and here's a man, a young man, stepping forward and saying, no, you know what, this isn't right, and I want to do something to help encourage change because I don't want to see my friends, my women friends, um, be subjected to, this, to, to these things. Um, and so right, it's, and, it's of, really and of course, with that, with that said, this app has great potential to help survivors of all genders. This is not yes. just specific to, to women. And so, yeah, you and I spoke previously about another male who's supporting your work. So 
how can people listening get involved and, and support this project? Well, so the, the thing that what we would love is for people to go to the radarproject.org and to check it out, see how comfortable they feel, to drop a pin. Um, and it's, let me just explain a little bit more about the pin. So it's, it's totally anonymous. Um, you cannot put your name. You cannot put the perpetrator's name. Um, so what we wanted this to be were just facts, as clean and concise as we could possibly get them, because we're hoping that at some point down the road, you know, this will be studied. Um, we also did it because we wanted to protect people, especially um, people that are in domestic violence situations. Um, that's, that's a tricky situation, so we wanted to protect them. Um, and, and, well, really just protect everyone. But um, so what we would love is for people to go to the map, to drop their pins, to tell their stories, good, bad, whatever their experience is with um, law enforcement or the whole judicial system, um, and, to, and to share their stories uh, so that they can empower other women um, and men. Um, I think that it's that, yeah, as we spoke about, that is a, mm, uh, not forgotten, but it's, that's a hard um, population to, um, to try and help them feel comfortable in reporting. But I believe that if they, if they know about um, the Me Too map, um, it, that too will, will push the door open a little bit further for Absolutely. male victims, for yeah. every and, victim. And one, one message that has come clear to me throughout this conversation is in the big picture, awareness is prevention. And we, you, we don't even know what the Me Too app, like all the impacts that it will have. So just can't express how excited I am and hope that you and Mary will come back on the show and, and speak oh, with Rachel Grant you. on her podcast as well. Um, so you, you mentioned how people can support and get the app, and I'm just taking away so much inspiration because this is just, I mean, there's never a good time. I don't, this was happening far, be long before the Me Too movement and all the disclosures that have been nonstop over the past year or so. Um, it's just amazing to think, like you said, that this never would have been possible when you were growing up. And I'm approaching 30, you know, next year. And I also can't imagine what my experience would have been like, not just in college, but, but growing up and what I experienced in my younger years, just what it, what it would mean to look at a map and to know that I wasn't alone and that right. this, that this, that there's a community and there's a culture of connection and there are ways to get support and, and, and to access community, even if you're feeling so isolated and ashamed. And we know that experiencing abuse or assault or trauma can lead to so much self-blaming and why was I in that outfit right. or why did I have that drink or why did I do this and deserve to be harmed by my significant other or my, my family member. So the, the idea of the SNAP being a, a symbol of connection just, just really like mo moves me ways that it's hard to express. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, is oh, there any, no, thank anything, you for having me. Yeah, is, is there any closing thoughts that you'd like to share, at least for, for this conversation? 
Uh, well, I just would like to, you know, remind everybody just to go to the map. Um, you know, and maybe you'll look at it once or twice and, and see how you're feeling about it. See if you want to drop a pin. And if you do drop a pin and then tomorrow you feel uncomfortable, you can take that pin down. I, that's mm -hmm. your pin. And, and this is your story. And, and really, Mary and I made this, this Me Too map. Um, it started before Me Too, but we, we made this um, for victims and survivors. That's, we didn't do it for us or for any other reason. We just we believed so strongly that people needed to feel the connection to one another and to empower one another. That that's why that's why we did this. And um, you know, this this is a project that's been self funded because because this is how strongly we believe that this is something that's needed. And um, and it will go on like that if need be. But you know, we'd we'd appreciate any support that that we can get. And if there's anyone listening in the Philadelphia area and they would like to join the race, that would be great. And always, always, please feel free to contact us at info at theradarproject.com. Um, and we'll get back to you as quick as we possibly can. But um, That's we, amazing. So, so powerful. And I will include your website and your contact information in the show notes. So thank great. you, Leslie, for, for being a guest today. And um, keep inspiring and empowering. Nice, and I believe in what you're doing, and I, I can't wait to personally share this with anyone and everyone who will listen because I'm just thank completely you. amazed by what you're doing. And thank you for sharing it with us, and we'll, we'll continue the conversation. Me. So thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to visit www.rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and explore other amazing resources available on the site. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We have much more to share. Thanks, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.